Episode 35 of Land Coin coming to you recorded. I really want to say coming to you live, but I actually prefer the recorded show. We get to edit out whenever Rory says something stupid and I drop too many F-bombs, even though my mom doesn't listen anymore. Uh, tonight, we're, we're, in the, we're sandwiched between the, uh, the two throwback weekends. Now, if Wilkesboro keeps, well, we'll get into that. We'll get if Wil- Wilkesboro keeps a schedule, a race on the schedule. I think they gotta. We either gotta have two weekends, or we gotta change it back to, or we gotta give it to Wilkesboro. Anyway, uh, I, I just told our guest that I don't plan intros, and that we run by the seat of our pants here. Uh, usually, it's not me going off on tangents. Usually, it's Rory, but Jason at DFS NASCAR on Twitter, Run Pure Sports. Free NASCAR DFS, and I got to say this before I ask you how you're doing. So I started doing this with a buddy of mine, and we would give out packages. We would sell packages for the NASCAR race, and I came across your Twitter page, and I was like, I wonder if I wonder what this would be like if it was – we're starting early, Roy. I wonder what this would be like if I just gave him out for free and just did this for fun and, like, you know, maybe got some partnerships along the way, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so you were one of the first people that I was like, wow, you've got a significant following. This is, this, this might be the way to go. I think this is the way to go. And I I always see you touting, uh, people that give out free content. So much appreciated on our end. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for inviting me on the show. You know, normally people don't invite me to be guests on their podcast. So I I was really excited when Rory reached out to to jump in and join you guys. Uh, A lot of fun. It's a great week ahead of us. Like you said, North Wilkesboro, uh, all-star week. And I can't think of a time I've been as excited for an all-star race as I am right now. I mean, they're the anticipation that they can't wait to see what happens, see these guys on the track. So yeah, I can't wait to talk about the race with you guys. It's kind of like the excitement of one hot night, you know, the first, first lights under shore, over Charlotte, Davy wins getting wrecked across the finish line, knocked out, doesn't even know he won the race. I mean, I just seen the replay of this last night, but I could have told you all that before, (laughs) beforehand, like it ain't no big deal. Like I almost had, if Derek wouldn't have put such a shitty picture up, I probably could have told you all those drivers. Some of them were a little difficult to see, but I did get up to like 32. I don't know how many was sitting there. So missed a few of them. And then once I looked up their names, I was like, I got to find out who the hell I was missing. And it was like Robert Presley and Hut Strickland because I couldn't freaking see the picture. I would have recognized Hut. And it was it was one more in there, maybe maybe Wally Dallenbach or somebody. And it was around that time when some of them had changed sponsors, but the same sponsors were in NASCAR. 
So it it was pretty interesting, but I, I got it. I, I got most of it. A new segment of the week, uh, or new seg yeah, new segment of the week is going to be uh, Rory's historians stories. <laughs> I That's watched nineteen ninety two North Wilkesboro today. Well, what was the tire fall off? Can we take anything from it? How far were they off? Forty laps in, half a tenth, half a second. Well, I didn't have high line bat betting <laughs> lapping the fucking thing to give me a lap time. So, and I, I was watching on one and a half, so they looked a lot faster than they normally go. So, uh, I was just too. wanting, I was wanting to watch something today. I, I was bored, like to run out of conspiracy theory shit. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that today. I want to watch an old cup race at North Wilkesboro. And I knew Davey won there in 92. So that that was my driver back then. And I just wanted to see how he got it done. And man, was it fun. You know, we got no, no freaking stage cautions, none <laughs> of this bullshit. Everybody actually didn't, you know, wreck or anything. And it finished under green. I think it had maybe 10 cautions at the most. And, I mean, it was good-ass hard racing. It, it was good. I mean, Earnhardt got up there and led for a little while. Alan Quick, he jumped out, led for, like, a long time on the pole. He he probably had the best car. It seemed like it went away, though, right there at the end. Thunderstorm starts rolling in. Then, then you got people trying to figure out if they're going to stay out, this and that, try to win the race because the rain's coming. Hell, Earnhardt. Earnhardt, he, he didn't really move up there to the second half of the race. And damn if he didn't drive that thing hard enough on a restart to beat Alan Quickie for the halfway point. Remember that? $10,000 to the halfway point. I mean, we're talking about just tons of excitement. Hey, if Gillette calls you, you tell him Dale Earnhardt, one at the halfway point because you win a 1992 Chevrolet Lumina. I mean, come <laughs> on. How much more exciting could that be winning a All fucking right. All Lumina, right. Time out. You know? Time out. Time out. Time out. I was just about to like make a joke about like the tangent and the story and the Rory and the whatever, but I th actually think that we may need to clip this and like promo it for North Wilkesboro, like put it behind a highlight reel from the 92 race, something crazy. <laughs> we but. need to promote Rory, this I appreciate for NASCAR you. because they don't know how to promote. I <laughs> well, mean, look at all the excitement that I picked up on a race that I'd already seen freaking 21 years ago. And now I'm nostalgia, like all Rory. in the it's moment, nostalgia. just like, it's like, just listen to all the interesting stuff throughout this. I mean, we got riding with Benny Parsons at the beginning, they used to take him and here we go. Send him on these damn trips. He goes out to the woods, shows you a still that's still running down there, but it's not making, you know, the, the good stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Junior Johnson was at that race. That was his little celebration. The Clydesdales from Budweiser were brought in to there for him to drive around the track. I mean, it was just all kinds of cool shit. And then, I mean, the ending there, Rusty Rusty gets out front. And finally, Davey drives a little bit faster down pit road with the no pit road speed at that time. Yeah. And beats his ass off pit road, and the rest is history. Once you get my boy out front, you can't get by him. I feel like I just I just reminisced the entire 1992 North Wilkesboro race. I was not alive then. So, um 
Rory, I really appreciate that. And I really, I, I'm serious. I'm going to edit my little thing out and we're going to, we're going to send it to somebody and uh, maybe we'll have to pay him some money to, to listen to it. But uh, all right, Jason at DFS NASCAR hey, on Twitter. The hold the f- hey, we hold got on, a guest on, on. I'm sorry. Here. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more thing. Fun fact for the 1992 season. That was the last season of running wide open on pit road because one of Bill Elliott's crew members was killed at Atlanta that year at the championship okay. race. Now you're giving me something think, useful here. That's awful, so. but you're giving me or something. Either, it was some somewhere, maybe the next season. Might have been the next. I don't know. It was somewhere in that thing. Don't let the facts get in the way. That was that. Yeah, don't, don't let know. facts get in the way of a good story. Damn it. Nobody would even look that up and call me out. Probably. I'll look it up. I'll look it I'll up have to look later it up in the show. Sure. We'll, we'll or maybe on short track. God. Maybe back then they were allowed to go a little faster. I don't know, but they weren't driving 45. All right, carry on. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> I was gonna do the I was on. gonna I was gonna do the the Elon Musk uh pause on CNBC and just see how long it took for anybody to say something, but I appreciate you, Roy. All right. At DFS NASCAR on Twitter, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that was actually, I'm glad that Rory uh, rocked and rolled. He, he bought me eight minutes of intro time. Uh, but the one and only question that I have planned going into this podcast is how you became a NASCAR fan and when you started. And then how, how did that parlay into you know play, playing DFS and, and also gambling on NASCAR? Well, how far back you want to go, Mark? Oh, as far uh, as you want, baby. <laughs> Uh, NASCAR has like, I mean, racing has always been in my family. I mean, I grew up in a family that, uh, my grandpa, you know, uh, who was a big part of my childhood raising me, like he, he owned stock, he sponsored stock cars, owned stock cars, had teams when, before I was even born. Right. I can remember hearing stories from my grandpa about Dayton Speedway, which is right down the street from where I used to live, where they raced on him. Benny Parsons would show up with his cars and just freaking just tear everybody up and just hearing him talk about Daryl Waltrip showing up, you know. So that was always ingrained in my family, you know, and NASCAR was a big part of it. Racing was a big part of it. And then, you know, my uncles, you know, who were really male figures for me growing up as well. They were obviously in the racing scene. I had a couple uncles who raced some front wheel drive cars that like kill care local short tracks, you know, stuff like that. So NASCAR again, like weekends, NASCAR races were like the big event in our family. Like we would all get together, you know, watch all the big racers, you know, Daytona 500, Firecracker 400, Southern 500, you know, all these Bristol night race was like religion, you know, for us. And um, from there, obviously, you know, all my, vacations as a kid also were all nascar centric visiting the tracks you know talladega daytona darlington bristol you know all these tracks that i got to see as a kid growing up and also in that time when you have these get-togethers oftentimes like people gamble right so like the big thing we would do is it would just we would just draw poker chips right everybody write a card you'd write card all the card numbers on the poker chips put them in a hat and everybody would draw out their name so that's kind of like how I got my start, you know, as a kid, you know, picking out chips, you know, put a dollar in and then your guy wins. Hey, you, you win some money off your driver. So that's kind of what, you know, got me into my first gambling on NASCAR. And then obviously from there, it transitioned to, you know, it's just NASCAR pools. I got into a pool when I was a little older, you know, late teens, you know, with some group of guys and we would just rotate picking drivers, you know, wherever they finished, wherever you finished that the one week, you got to pick in that order the following week, it would go on all season, right? So you would get used to picking drivers, studying tracks, that type of stuff. 
kind of had a falling out with NASCAR. You know, you get your early 20s, right? You got, you got other stuff, you know, more important in your early 20s that you're chasing, you know, mine's on. Uh, so NASCAR kind of fell off, but then settled down a little bit and circled back to NASCAR, you know, played poker a lot, obviously, in, those, in my early 20s as well and found DFS. And a NASCAR DFS was just immediate. I mean, it hooked me quickly. You know, the minute I started playing, you're getting some wins. And then it just leads to, you know, I started to realize that, like, I couldn't find all the information that I wanted, you know, for free anywhere, right? So I would find myself making these cheat sheets, you know, trying to pull together all the data I wanted to see, all the loop data from all the tracks I thought was comparable. And I was making these sheets. So I'm like, you know, I might as well share them. I'm already making them, putting the effort. Nobody else is giving them out for free. So I started putting out cheat sheets on Twitter uh, that I was using and that transitioned to giving out picks, writing articles, videos, content, you know, it's just, it's blossomed from there. And I've just wanted to always be free because it's just, it's gambling in the end. And I, I never claim to be an expert. I don't claim to be a professional or somebody who you should probably invest your mortgage on. I'm just, like I said, a fan who loves NASCAR, loves DFS and just loves to talk about it. So I have, I have a big smile on my face over here. I love that story. It, it's astonishing how many people start, when I ask that question, how many people started gambling at like the family gathering or like with their dad or just put money in and, and put names in a hat. And th there's actually a very significant amount of, of people that say that. I did not get to experience that when I was a kid. Um, mine came on the, uh, I, I was introduced to, and I don't know if I've ever shared this on this podcast, but, uh, I was introduced to sports gambling and, uh, I opened up a little book, had a little book and uh, I was scrolling down the odds, see what they offered. And I see NASCAR and it was the 2017 Brickyard 400. And Casey Kane was my favorite driver. And I'm like, you know, I was in college at this point. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw five bucks on Casey Kane. I don't remember what his odds were. It's probably like, you know, 20 to one, 25 to one, 30 to one, something like that. I put five bucks down on Casey Kane and he won his first NASCAR bet I ever, uh, I ever laid. And I probably should have stopped at that moment, but now we found, find ourselves here. Uh, I was, I was just doing some digging and not, not a lot of digging, just a little bit of digging. You have grown a significant following in not that many years. Like you've been doing this since 2019. Is that what, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, that's right. This is my fifth season. Yeah. Wow. So, so you just started putting out, uh, you just started putting out sheets and stuff that you were already putting together yourself and you, and you said, well, then, so you just started putting them out and then how, how did that transition to run pure? Is that what it is? Yeah, run pure sports. I should stop questioning myself. But how did how did that come about, and um, how did how is this taken off so quickly? That is like amazing. Yeah, you know, uh, I I started like I said, I started with the cheat sheets, and then just that did that for a little bit, and then it transitioned to where I got an opportunity for Fantasy Deegans was a site that was around for a while that I wrote for them for free because like you know I just wanted to dabble in, in writing articles at this point. It's like you know I've 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 written growing up. Uh, it was something I've that I've enjoyed doing. So I was like you know let me see if I can put my thoughts out there in words and then just people like it. I don't really know the the reasoning behind the success. You know, what I always live on and what I tell people is like content is king, right? Like your content means way more than the picks you're putting, putting out. Like you can be the best capper, the best, you can put all the best advice out there, but if your content sucks and nobody can consume it, then, then no one's going to want to follow it. And you got to be, you know, you got to, 
get it out, you know, on a religious basis. When you say it's going to, you know, you got to you got to stick to the stick to that. So I try to get it out every Sunday morning, and then just look for ways to like make your content better. You know, like you don't kept, don't get trapped in a rut or in a specific way of doing things. Always look for ways to elevate it, and that's what I try to do by bringing new numbers, new ways to look at the sport, new angles to look at, and just to try to, you know, do things different from from what everybody else is on. So quick off topic, which Rory's used to at this point, you try to bring new things. You try to look at things in it from a different lens. You try to, you know, maybe don't steer away from something that's working, but what do we do at North Wilkesboro? My <laughs> God. I mean, that's a million dollar question, Nothing. obviously, but you watch well, the heat, you watch the heat races and well, 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 there. I have an idea, but I want to hear Jason's first. Well, I mean, it's short, flat track, right? So obviously we know we can kind of glean a little bit off, off. I feel like, at least, you know, what we've seen on short, flat tracks. I know it's it's completely different. I don't think it's very comparable, obviously, to anything we've seen. So I think a mix of the guys who have been good on, I think, what we ran this tire package at, like Phoenix, I think at Richmond as well. I mean, those are kind of the tracks I'm looking at who had speed there. But then kind of combining that with the guys who you know are just good at saving tires, because that's going to be good as well. So the guys who, like, stick out to me, who were good in those races and are also good at saving tires, tires are going to be the guys who I'm going to be focusing on this week and from a DFS standpoint. Yeah, I think I think Brad uh, K might be the best number on the board coming in. All right, hold on. We're talking comp tracks. We'll talk if you were going to take somebody coming right. in that I'm confident in actually <laughs> All right. running. Well, All right. We'll talk about odds here in a second. I agree with his com- like So it, I'm not hard. I'm actually I'm actually not taking Phoenix into consideration. I the same tire gets me going a little bit, like a little bit of a twitch, but I think it's absolutely Richmond just because of the cheese grater surface and, you know, the, the, the track, obviously short track, uh, and then high tire wear absolutely have to look at it and then practice, I I, practice in heat races. I think, I think now if you're going to lay any wagers, you got to look at Richmond. I think you absolutely look at Richmond and Oh, another thing also look at, total speed rankings this year i look i used that last week at darlington because what did we have to go off of you know mainly darlington one and two last year um so i i I think you got to find the right combination of okay how much are you going to put richmond in here how much are you going to put into speed this year how much are you going to put into okay kyle larson we know kyle larson is going to probably run in the top three the entirety of the race right and we'll see where he starts right we'll see how he does in the heat races but Probably a pretty good guess that he's going to be up there at the front. I think William Byron, no shocker, is going to be up at the front. But it, it how do you do anything at this point in the week, Jason, for DFS, or do you do you do you just reserve your spots, or what are you doing at this point? We're recording on Wednesday night right now during uh, one of the late model races at North Wilkesboro. Not going to be able to see the end. But is there anything you do besides preparing for playing DFS, or, or is there is there anything that you can act on right now? Yeah, as far as like nothing that you can act on right now, I don't even think I think maybe salaries have maybe are getting released at the time we're talking about. It, so we don't even really know like what salaries are at this point of, of recording. Um, so I think the way like, like you start kind of, kind of, kind of like evaluate like how you think the race is going to go, right? And like what kind of strategy is probably going to play out, you know, and then what your roster construction is going to look like. I mean, I can say like being the short flat track, you know, like you can Track position is probably going to be a big deal, right? I would say the guys who are going to start towards the front are probably going to run towards the front. You're going to probably want to target guys who are going to 
obviously do well in their heat races. They're going to start towards the front as well. Those are going to be the guys that you're probably going to be looking at from a dominator points because dominator points, you know, fast laps, laps led are going to be a big deal here, which in which is different than most all-star races, right? A lot of all-star races have been pretty gimmicky. You don't really chase those dominator points. They're short lap totals, but we get 200 laps for this race. So that's going to be pretty significant. So it's going to look a lot to me like in a, the same typical approach that we used at the Bush Clash. And it was 150 laps, short, flat track. I think you're going to concentrate on those guys who do the heat race as well, qualify in the front, and that's going to be where you're going to spend your money, Matt. So kind of making those plans, but... You're kind of we're waiting to see what those heat races show you because that's going to be a big part of how you're going to construct your your rosters. Absolutely. Is there anything that scares you about this weekend? Um, just unknowns. I know, like at Super Speedway, maybe you take that approach, or, or I, I like how you just said you you might take the approach of the clash. Is there anything that you're doing different this week than you have maybe the last few weeks or the the you know the previous twelve races of the season? Yeah, I don't think that we're going to be able to do much different. I mean, I think it's it's as far as just, you know, the short flat tracks, you're probably going to concentrate on the front. Um, it's hard to really say until we see these cars on the surface, though, and see how they're going to race, though. Like, if we see, you know, a lot of tire issues, we see these guys really struggling to stay on the track and, real, and, and making it seem like this could be chaotic, then, yeah, you're definitely going to want to take the approach of, hey, we might want to look at playing some guys starting a little further back who are going to maybe survive the race and, and move up take gain positions that way and you know just to see like will these guys be able to pass like we haven't been on this track in forever and and so far what we've seen on these short tracks there's been like this is that's the one like thing that's got me kind of scared about this weekend right is we're all hyped it's going to be a great race we're all excited but we have not seen a good short short track race right so like is that going to show its head this weekend like we'll have to wait and see right i think think that was very well put go ahead rory i think i think we're gonna see a good show if the tires don't blow out that that's my biggest concern is the heat is it going to be able to handle the heat you know it, that's a lot of it's a lot of laps one way or the other i mean you're going to have people that are going to keep staying out staying out because you want that set of tires come into the race here and i mean a lot of those guys are probably going to be your guys that are back there in the back. I could see a Joey Logano winning this race that way. Do they only get one set of tires? No, no, no. They get three, but they only get one set of stickers after the halfway point. After the halfway point. So you're talking at least a 50-lap run. Wow. And even longer now, I mean, you know damn good and well a caution is going to come out with 10 laps to go. Yeah, someone's going to get turned. I don't think – 10 to 20 cautions, and then we don't see the long green flag or the long runs, right? And nobody wears the tires, right? That's the thing is is, 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 – Yeah, it's a mystery. (laughs) I mean, I I, I fully understand, but I will say that's probably my biggest concern coming into here is the track ripping up and the daggone tires, like, what are we actually going to see these things being forced in in the final stage of the race to, like, make decisions upon we're going to keep staying up. It's like playing a fucking hand of poker, and then the next thing you know, some random ass wins or or something, and you, I don't know, I'm not very high on this race, but I think this race is going to be a lot of fun. All right, here's my take. I do not think we're going to have tire issues. We didn't have tire issues at Richmond. We didn't have it at Darlington. Uh, we didn't have it late in the year. We didn't have it at Homestead uh, with these high tire wear. 
I, I, I don't think we're going to have tire issues. And do I hope, I, I hope to God this tire falls off. Cause if it doesn't, if it doesn't just like Jason said, uh, are we going to get this uh, Martinsville round two? I don't I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm watching the the late model race uh, earlier tonight. And yes, there's some guys that, you know, to get around the guy in front of you, you got to use the bumper. But also saw some guys pass on the outside, which I don't know if that's normal. For they were passing late on the outside if they have a good car back in right. the cup, cup days. You can get that topper line, top line, roll, middle line, middle rolling yeah. if you got a good car. You yeah. can pack. There was a lot. There's a bigger difference between the cars back then, though. Oh yeah, I, under, I understand <laughs> that, but I'm just equal now. I'm just saying you can pass on the outside here because the turns are a little bit wider than your Martinsville. Martinsville's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to get passing on the high side versus here. The straightaways are fairly short and wide ass turns, so that way it gives you an opportunity to kind of roll that drive it in a little bit deeper, maybe, and not use as much brake versus somebody else that's working the inside. And in my opinion, the high line might be the way to go because you're going to be eating tires up on the inside if you're going to stay down there and that's the only place that your car works. You're going to be driving it harder. I mean, that's that's my <laughs> take. Uh, yeah, I, I, I we're going to see. I am optimistic. I think a lot of people are optimistic about this weekend. There's so much hype. There's so much. I just much drove hype. it on iRacing just a minute ago. Jason, I, I forgot so to tell right. you that Rory's going to cut you off more than once tonight. I haven't you know, cut Jason off. I'm I'm being respectful. Just me. Thank him. you. At least as long as you're respectful of the guests, I don't care what you do to me. <laughs> uh, no, I just don't think we're going to see tire issues. I, I just think there's so much anticipation for this race that we're going to cut that clip if we got tire issues elon musk pause (laughs) do you want to talk about odds we don't have to talk about the racing do you want to talk about odds we can just jump straight to odds this will be a 40 minute podcast i'm having fun talking about the racing i'm so excited i'm so excited that this track is Rory. coming back. Like the I would only love better, to talk about it the too. Only, the only other thing that I want to see back is Rockingham. Well, I he's think Rockingham stop. was like. Oh, I thought Eric. you said Rocket Man. Rockingham. <laughs> no, he's but, back. <laughs> why did you say he's canceled for life? Oh like, yeah. Huh. No more talking about Rocket Man. Rocket Man, my ass. I was not even going to bring up Darlington because you wanted to talk about Brad 20 to one outright. So I just jumped straight to Wilkesboro. Well, I think that is probably the only number on the board that I think I would play coming in just on chance that let's say he wins a heat race and starts up front. I think that's a guy that can be up there the whole entire time. Like they've had a pretty – did the pit crew get a little bit better last week after they got rid of them and took Stenhouses? I mean, I guess it didn't matter. I, at it. Where, I mean, yeah, I guess they did. He pulled a fourth out. I mean, I know it was a shit show at the end, but he ran around the top ten fairly fairly good portions of the race. So. I, I, think, uh, I think this early in the week, I, I feel like I say it every week. I know for a fact I said it the last three weeks. 
Um, but you, you, you either got to take the guy at the top of the board that you think is going to dominate the race and get a bunch of dominator points in the case of DFS, which I'm still trying to incorporate into this show. I had a nice one last week. Um, I, I, I look at a lot of different people's stuff and just kind of pick and choose what I want to use. And, you know, sometimes when I'm, I got a matchup on a guy and I like their speed ranking and they, they can, I can squeeze them into my, uh, my lineup. Then, you know, I like to have some fun, but, uh, I, I, you got to take the guy at the top of the board. You think is going to dominate the race, or you got to take Rory's approach here and you got to go, you got to go, you just got to scroll. You got to look at the 20 to one, the 25 to one, who are they giving us this week? So, uh, let's take a peek at the odds board. So I'm looking at Barstool. Kevin Harvick has plummeted in odds. I don't know what he opened up at, but he's currently co-favorite with Kyle Larson at seven to one. Uh, you got Logano nine to one, I guess. Yeah, he's always there on these tire wears. Uh, even when he doesn't have a fast car like last week we saw, he just marches his way to the front. Christopher Bell, been the best on short flat tracks the last two years. You got a bunch of guys in this 10 to 1 to 12 to run range. Christopher Bell, William Byron 10 to 1, Chastain 10 to 1, Truex 10 to 1, Elliott 11 to 1, uh, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Blaney. And then you get into Brad Keselowski. So this is the this is the the little genre, the uh what I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. The the spot where you want to where I think you need to look at this point in the week. Yeah, Brad K at 20 to 1, Tyler Reddick 25 to 1, big number. Bubba Wallace, 25 to one. Uh, and then yeah, Briscoe, they yeah, won Phoenix last year, but the speed rankings this year. They ran uh, well at Martinsville. Yeah, Chase Briscoe has a 28th place total speed ranking at uh, in 2023. I don't, I'm not using Martinsville worth a damn for anything. It's I mean, you look at some track. of these speed. Yeah, but like you look at some of these speed rankings. I still think like, this is going to be a freaking short trackers race track. This ain't like pull the speed rankings and give a shit who ran one on a mile and a half or whatever, in my opinion. We'll agree to disagree there, brother. Okay. I mean, I, I think you got, I think tire wear is going to be enough. Okay. So I guess let's back up. Let's back I mean, up. The fastest cars all year have been fat. The fastest cars on the short flat tracks as well. So, I mean, it's, it's basically been the same cars, but I'm also saying, I think this could be a place where Chase Briscoe does well. He's running well in that damn late model race that was just finishing up. I mean, that's he's got laps out there now on it. I, I, and I'm not a person to take Chase Briscoe. I'm just preaching for, for his case. And for SHR is really good Derek. at this. Stuart Haas this, him, they're great at short flat tracks. I mean, they're, that's where they're going to excel at, right? Yeah, so I mean. I gonna mean win, it's going to be at a track like this, I feel like. So. What did he pull out at Phoenix? Let me see here. It was uh, a top 10 at the end, right? Didn't he make it up to the top 10? Well, he had ninth place speed ranking. I don't know. It's like he 12th. Finished. He finished at, no, 12th at Richmond, 7th at Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Had, yeah, yeah, so, there you go. Okay. I thought he was right there in that middle back right there in the top 10 so yeah i mean i think he's totally a guy that you can you can throw a little coin on have a little fun this weekend because me personally i want to lie about this i think i can i can break down the strategies once i start seeing what's going on and you might be able to grab some hellacious numbers live because of that fact if hey hey rory you want to go to the race this weekend hey mark can i live bet no, I don't think New Canaan, North Carolina. All right, no, I'm not coming this weekend. <laughs> Literally, the conversation we had. 
few weeks ago. Who does that sound like? Worm. You, that was, oh. <laughs> hey, worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, negative. <laughs> I can see opportunity I think in that's this not race. A, that's not a bad idea here um, because, like, we've been talking about and that everyone probably knows at this point, what the hell are we going to get? We don't know what we're going to get. At least – the practice and the heat races, man, if we could get lap by lap times for these heat races, I think that would be a game changer. Jason, do you dabble? You know, what is your 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 betting uh, look like on a week to week basis? And do you dabble in the live market at all? Very minimal, man. I don't do a lot of bets. Like I, I lose enough money on NASCAR DFS. I don't need another stream of income taking taking money out of my pocket and making because it'd be the same bets. Like if I miss on DFS, I'm gonna miss on the freaking bets too, and it's just gonna be double whammies for me. So no, I don't. All right, get so too much. I mean, I do like super speedways. Yeah, I'll throw some bets out there on super speedways, but it, or like a long shot guy that I like. Like I'll I'll make those bets, but I'm not gonna throw. A plus 500 bet out there on like a Kyle Larson. Like, I just, I just don't. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So, what I want to do is I want to give you the floor here for a little bit if you're ready. And I just kind of want to, you know, talk through some of the guys you're thinking about for DFS. I think I saw Ryan from iFantasy Race put out some fan duel pricing, if I remember correctly, but uh, pricing or no pricing. Who are you? Who do you have your eye on? I, I know you. You probably you've been doing this long enough. You probably have an idea of where these guys are going to be priced. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's an all star race with less than a normal field, so it might be a little different. But who are some of the guys that you're looking? I know you have a core group of guys that you base a lot of lineups off of. What are we looking at for North Wilkes Pro this week? Yeah, I think it's going to start at the top. I, I would imagine, like I said, I haven't seen pricing for DraftKings, but I imagine you're going to see guys like Kyle Larson and William Byron up top, which makes obviously the most sense. These guys have been fast at the short flat tracks. They've been fast all year. You saw them both fast at the high tire wear track last week at Darlington. They should both be pretty competitive. So I think you're definitely going to look for them. You know, if they show up speed starting to the front, you're definitely going to have to have, you know, some Kyle Larson's and William Byron. But I think maybe some guys that – could potentially go under the radar could be a guy like Ryan Blaney, you know, who Penske has been pretty well, pretty good on the uh, short flat tracks. You know, Blaney has also, you know, ran pretty strong on short flat tracks. He's a guy who might go under the radar. I want to see, you know, what kind of speed Penske shows up with what they look like in practice. Um, Obviously, you know, Kevin Harvick, he's going to be, a big favorite. You talked about how he's dropping as far as his odds are concerned. He was he was my pick Monday morning on who I think is going to win the All-Star race. So I'm definitely going to be looking, you know, a guy who you know is going to be a veteran. He's going to finish this race. I do, when the tire, If the tires do start to wear, he's going to be a guy who's going to rise to the top. But I think the, the real fun comes into, you know, those guys who are going to, you know, transition from that open race. I mean, from the open, right? Because these are the guys who are going to start towards the back. They're going to be able to provide some position differentials. So looking at those types of plays, you know, the guys that, that come of that is going to be very important. I think, you know, guys like, again, just to go back to Stuart Hoff's racing again, you know, like you got your Eric Almarola in that race. You got Ryan Priest. These are guys who I think if they get out of that open race with speed and start towards the back, I definitely think you want to focus on on those types of plays as well. Stuart Haas is, is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about two of their drivers, uh, two of the which you just talked about later when we give out our shitbox bets of the week. Uh, but Stuart Haas is going to be interesting, and, and I have to pause here. I'm sorry if my uh, if my mic is doing mumbo-jumbo. I got this echo cancellation bullshit going on, and then the, my everyone on the other side of the screen and in my ears starts talking staticky, and I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, so sorry if there's a little bit of mumbo jumbo. We're trying to uh, we're trying to overcome it. We're fighters over here. 
Uh, Stuart Haas is going to be Stuart Haas is going to be interesting because we've seen so much speed on the short flat tracks. I know Brian Murphy. Whenever we go to short flat tracks, he's always super pumped. He works on the 14 car uh, week in and week out and helps set it up. Which great guy. Uh, speed just hasn't been there this year, but uh, had a 12th place finish at Richmond, which is I'm looking at. Uh, had a average speed ranking of let me pull it up. 15th so better than what we've seen in the last month or so but definitely not all-star material no pun intended uh but ryan priest is interesting he's at a very low number outright to win the open i think he's at like four or five to one six to one somewhere in that range um but he's got so much experience in the modifieds racing and stuff like this these short races they have these comp cautions uh, the you know cheese grater these types of tracks. I, Ryan Priest, it, it, we, and unless I mentioned how well he ran at the Clash, I know it's completely different. But I, Ryan Priest scares me. So let's say that let's say Jason that Ryan Priest qualifies his way into the All Star race and he's starting dead last. Is he in your lineup? Yeah, I'm definitely going to have some shares of Ryan Priest. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to have that. I mean, he's like, like you said, I mean, he's, he's a guy that this is a type of track that is right in his wheelhouse. This is where like, you know, when you, when I wrote my write up preseason on, on when I want to target Ryan Priest, it's, it's at this exact type of track. And, you know, the tire wear, you know, he's, is a guy who, who knows how to hopefully manage his tires. Like I said, he has some experience doing that in these shorter races. So, so yeah, definitely going to have some shares of Ryan Priest. All right, Rory. Rory's back from his beer slash bathroom slash whoever the hell knows what else he was up to. Um, what do you like this week? You, you gave out Brad Keselowski early in the show, but now I want to give you the floor. I just gave Jason the floor. I want to give you the floor. What, what? Who are you looking at? We can talk open. We can talk all-star race. We can talk fantasy. We can talk late models. I don't know. Whatever you want to talk, gambling, this is your time to shine, kid. Oh. I was just curious, what do you think the ownership is going to be on, like, Priest or somebody like that making it in, Good you question. know, from the All-Star race? I'm just curious. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to – he would probably come in high-owned, right, only because this happens the night before, so there's plenty of time for content to get out there. Like, if this was, like, you know, the I think the clash was – was it quicker? Like, it was right before the race, so that was same day, yeah. Yeah, so that that you didn't see as impact. I mean, they were still – the guys in the back still had carried some ownership. But, yeah, I would imagine he would come in pretty high-owned, yeah. So then, yeah, if you're playing GP. So can I ask – I'm going to ask a question about ownership. So I'm, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the very, very average – probably less than average DFS player, not talking skill level, but just talking week to week basis. Um, I'm, I, third. I just cherry I'm pick. third in our fantasy. I'm second in our fantasy league and third and one and done. I'm kicking Mark. Thank you. Not somebody. DFS. Um, yeah. I still, I I'm in like second fantasy. to last. Still fantasy. That's true. It is, okay. That's fair. It yeah, still is. I'm I'll give you your that. ass. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I am getting my ass handed to me in both of those leagues. So, uh, the ownership deal, like uh, part, I think, I think the main reason why I won one of the, that one of the entries that I had, the big one was cause I had Harrison Burton in it and he was owned like less than 1% Ooh. is how does that come into your planning for the week? I know that that's not released before, you know, the entries are final or the, the green flag falls, but how do you, is there any way that you can try to predict it or is it, you know? Yeah, okay, guys in fast and he's starting dead last. Obviously he's gonna have, you know, sixty percent ownership or whatever. 
Yeah, I I don't like I don't have like you know the the algorithms that will spit out the exact number of the projection of what the ownership's going to be. I don't I don't my approach is that way. But from doing this for so long, I have a pretty good gauge of what the field's going to do when I see that roster, the lineup, see where the thing's salaries play out, and start building lineups. You can kind of see where everybody's going to fall and see who that chalk is going to be. You know those guys who everybody's going to gravitate towards. And I and I think pinpointing those guys is important because it's not necessarily that you're going to like fade those guys because they're good plays for a reason. Right, if they end up as the best plays, they're gonna win money regardless of what the hell their ownership is. But I think what you do have to keep in mind is when you're building your lineups, right? You don't want to jam all those guys in there, right? You can't have all the same guys everybody else is. So you just have to be cognizant of that. Of, of maybe you know making you know if I'm gonna play this guy and this guy together, then I have to know I can't play these guys because I have to get different somewhere. I have to find those plays like you did that Harrison Burton who's one to two percent that nobody else is on, especially when you're looking for those GPP tournaments those big scores you gotta hit on those guys yeah that's that's what i I was getting ready to say like if you took somebody like mark or me that's going to play in a 50 dollar to 200 dollar buy-in and we're only talking about three people or something like that i feel like you gotta have priests in that type of situation and like i think you're more likely to play them there where like you were saying in like the gpps or whatever, you're looking for dive bomb, just hoping. Yeah, you're going to build some of your lineups, you know, of course, with Priest in it or whatever. But you're also looking for, like, those guys that your favorite guys coming in that you think are going to be decent owned with just these damn haymakers. And mm-hmm. I don't have the time for that shit. Like, I appreciate you guys that – that do. I mean, you build so many different damn lineups a week, I'm sure. And, and I mean, no, no, you I just don't. go all in on, on, I mean, I play, I play a few, like, I play a few different lineups, right? I mean, it varies week to week depending on like how many combinations I want to play or see. But typically, like the majority of my money that I have over a given week is invested in like one main lineup. And that would be that lineup that I'm not really trying to, you know, determine ownership in that lineup. I'm just trying to, you know, put my best possible lineup together that I think is going to win me the money. And then from there, like I start staggering my buy ins down. And that's when I start throwing out those lottery picks, looking for those guys that nobody else is going to be on and, and hoping to hit the, you know you can kind of get away from some of those popular plays you know and get off you know get off larson on a couple of bills when he's going to be you know 60 percent owned and then when he gets wrecked by ross chastain you're sitting right <laughs> oh you're, you're giving out fighting words where he might punch you through the screen <laughs> i just love how like ross chastain is like is like being like like he's got some vendetta against Larson because he happened to spin pull out up in front of him. Like they, everybody's using that as like, oh, this is the second time he's like, well, it's not like he really fucking wrecked Larson before. Like, yeah, Larkin got Larson got caught up, but it's, he wrecked pool and Larson just happened to be there. Everybody's like, this is the second time he's done it. Like, no, it's not. He just, it could have been anybody. No, it really could. Ross <laughs> Castain every fucking week, and I didn't mind the guy until he starts fucking up my shit. Like I'm kind of like Rick. I'm kind of like Rick Hendrick, motherfucker. You just started wrecking my cars. Like this is the first time this has really happened here. Okay, like we'll be the ones that put an end to this shit because I got enough money to pay the fucking fine for whoever. Let's Whoever be honest. Though, when we all knew what the fuck was going to happen, right? Like, if we, I would have been oh, Larson, yeah. I would have oh, yeah. started 
I swear, if I would have been Larson, I would have started third on the inside behind that dumbass, and then I would have shoved what? him into here's, the wall. Here's what I don't understand: is is, is like you Chastain gets to be called the dumbass, but they both were sitting. He literally in, drove both, like a fucking idiot. He what? like drove straight into the middle of the turn. They both he drove gonna, it in there. Like he was gonna run Larson up into the okay, wall. Okay, well, here's here's Look, what I'm gonna do. That you still gotta be turning dipshit. The car can't be pointing at this angle. Why don't Larson lift this angle? Why ain't Larson? Larson doesn't have to lift right there. Dumbass needs if he to stay want to get lower. Wrecked, he'll lift. Why? Why didn't dumbass stay lower in the damn turn? Nah, he was trying to be a smartass. No, and it I took him look, and Larson out from winning the damn race. Go look okay. at the replay. I know I'm a Chastain apologist. I, I will admit it. Like I will say that, but. But and I love no, the guy. Like you can no, ask Mark. I love Chastain. Like up into here, just like. But you cannot like, make a little stupid. You cannot make me believe that on that restart with seven to go, that Larson didn't have every intention that to prove a point that I'm not lifting here. I am going to take us both out here. He made the that fuck is going to lift made, on the outside. Go to and tell me oh. why does Chastain have to lift? Like, why, well, you think Chastain should just give him the position there yeah, on the yeah. lane? straight in. Rory, Rory, hold on, into. listen. I don't think he drove Rory. into him. I think I think they they touched and then obviously he spun up, but like it was oh, it was con- it was the exact same time. Dude, it was I the think... exact same thing when Logano passed Byron last year at Darlington, and the same shit happened. He came up into Byron, brushed him, squeezed him off, and he just didn't get spun out. Like yes. it's the same exact and, move, and no, and like I'm, sh- you may have won money, so it may have been a good a good move then. But like they're racing hard, is my point. You had two guys who knew they were going to go every bit into that corner and no one was going to lift no guy was going to give the other guy a break if larson wasn't inside which you saw seven laps before he did the exact same thing on the restart prior to chastain he drove his ass right up into the wall as well right hold on hold on closing situations in my opinion that was a loss of talent right no 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 i don't mind the way that the guy drives normally but that was damn loss of no no stop Top, let me talk. I appreciate you guys. That was that was great. But it. here's the thing: NASCAR put out the onboards and the radio chatter with the drivers, the spotters, and the crew chiefs. It was a great reel that was put out on Instagram. I'm sure, it was on Twitter. the The fourth to last restart, or the third to last restart. Whenever Chastain was on the outside and Larson was on the inside, Larson ran up into the wall, just like Jason was saying. Ran up into the wall. Same thing that happened in last year's spring race. This it wasn't as bad. There was a caution behind him, and they kind of let out of it. And you know, Larson wasn't as ahead of Chastain as as it was the next restart. And so they're coming to the to the restart right before the the two wrecked. And the, Ross is talking about okay, which lane do I choose? Do I take the top or the bottom? And he's like, well, I know he's going to run me into the wall if I take the outside, so I'm going to have to take the inside. Chastain did the same exact thing that Larson did to Chastain the restart before. It. He's they were just in different out. positions. They, they, they were just too. in different positions. They had, you know, Larson and Chastain Larson were more on their door. Larson most crowds people doesn't end up wrecking them. Uh, Rory, stop. Rory, stop. Rory, Rory, stop. I haven't seen many damn wrecks that he caused. I'm not saying he doesn't do stupid shit neither because he's done a whole hell of a lot of it over the past year and a half. All I'm saying is 
is I don't think this dipshit can drive when the pressure is on. You know what? I remember people saying that about about Kyle Larson when he was driving for Ganassi. When he only had two wins and he failed went sealing the deal several times races, he should have won. He How old was week. Kyle Larson back then? 20? It's the same race years. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. 20, like, 20 years old versus a 30-year-old? I don't think that matters, Rory. I don't think age matters. I think it matters. I think racing lot. experience matters, and I think that Ross Chastain has a lot Kyle of seat Larson's time. Drove a whole lot more than fucking Chastain. Yeah, I'm not going to say Kyle Larson's not a better driving. driver than Ross Chastain at this point in their career. I just think it's bullshit the way this dumbass. All right, Rory. Rory. All right, like, take take a take a deep seriously. breath. Rory, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. We're on the, we're all on the same side here. Yes, Ross Chastain has cost us all fucking money. Yes, Rory more so last week than the, the he's out, two of he's us. He's out doing he, he's out doing his uh, forty to one at Coda and thirty five to one. I was holding at Talladega. Like he's not he, he's out doing that at this. He's point. ruining it for you. Yeah, he's ruining. Like, yeah. like the reward from him has not except top fives. I crushed his top fives a lot. Well, year. speaking and of top fives, I thought Ross Chastain top five at Darlington was a lock for about 95% of that race, and I had a substantial amount of money on it, and what do you know? So uh, I'll trade that for a, for a Willie B 10 to all 1. All my uh, DFS lineups had some combination of either uh, Larson Truex, Chastain Truex, uh, Chastain Larson, like every single lineup. Here, oh, no. Here, here, here's me watching that race, Jason. I'm sitting there, and I'm like – Oh, fuck yeah. I'm like, Truex is back up here in this thing. I got Larson up here at the front. I took Truex top three, took Truex live. And then they start the restart. Damn, if freaking Truex don't run out of yeah. the street. Like, runs right up in the Lagano like an asshole, right? Like, what are you? I'm like, I'm like sitting there like, oh, for the love of God. Like, you already did something stupid earlier in the race. What the hell was he thinking trying to win stage two? Just get to the damn line. Come From Ross Chastain, and- too. Trying to pass Ross Chastain. I mean, yeah, that's what I told told Whitney. I said, I fucking been chastained. I was like, cancel that Truex top three. And <laughs> and damn if I won't cancel. <laughs> we really canceled this time by Chastain. <laughs> right <laughs> Oh man, I, I I thought the first two stages of that race were dog shit. But I I got to preface that by saying, when Truex dominates races, I feel like that's kind of the racing that we get. I do think it was difficult to pass. Um, you know, when we got those green flag pit stops, it was better to pass. But uh, the ending to stage two, I think it was stage two, right? Or maybe it was stage one. Whatever, whenever Truex wrecked himself, um, on Chastain's quarter panel. I, the the third stage was impeccable to me. Yes, we had Mickey Mouse and we had Humpty Dumpty and we had late race cautions, which sucks as gamblers, but uh, and fantasy players. Harrison Burton finished in the top ten. Bro, he was running twelfth the whole day. What are you talking about? He he what qualified thirteenth and he was ran right outside the top ten all Harrison day. Harrison Burton sucks. Okay, well. I'm over the Matt Benedetto thing. Like, if you're not betting money on it and watching as a fan, that would have been the race. Like, as my family does get together, as I mentioned earlier, like, 
with a race like that is what gets everybody going. That's what gets the fan going. I mean, seeing that, the drama, everybody knowing, like I said, you knew what was going to happen. I think that's the only thing, because my son, he's a big Chastain fan too. We're a big Chastain family, right? So when he's competing for the win there, we're up there, the three starts, seven to go. My son's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, just don't wreck. I'm like, I don't care if you finish second, just don't wreck. And of course, going into out of turn two, they wrecked. <laughs> Shock. Yeah, of course. Right. Uh, I think, uh, I think the, the, I don't know where I was going with this. The fan in me loves it. Like the drama, the, the, the pot stirring, the interviews, the clicks, the fights, the everything just, I, I eat it up. I can't get enough of it. And then you, you know, you get kicked while you're down enough times and you just get sick and tired of it. Right. But, um, uh, going back to your family. Oh, I was going with the family gambling thing. The the family they gathering. Know what they were getting started over here. No, they didn't. <laughs> the, I can only imagine the uh, awesome. the family get together, would draw names, draw numbers out of a hat on Kansas thirty eight lead changes. It'd be like, oh, I'm in the lead now. Oh, well, I'm in the lead now. I got your ass. And then yeah. Larson gets wrecked on the backstretch. Which, uh, Rory, I, I I have to say, I think you do have a point that. Yes, it's been very difficult to be a Kyle Larson better, a Kyle Larson fan, a Kyle Larson anything, except for a hater. It's been difficult the last few weeks. I mean, what, three straight weeks he gets wrecked? I mean, from the top three? What are you going to do about that? This is the thing. Everybody's going to hate on the man. Jimmy Johnson was hated. Like, he had his little click fan club, and then everybody else hated him. That That's how it was. It's like Jeff Gordon. I mean, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Kyle Bush. You never heard Ross so Chastain. many. Damn, <laughs> you never heard so many boos in your life when Dale Earnhardt got called. And it ain't even no telling how many fans he actually had at that race. And the boos would overtake the cheers. Like, you're talking about the one guy that's just like, everybody loves this guy versus everybody hates this guy. And that's what Kyle Larson has developed into. Either you like him or you don't. I feel like, I mean, I he, Chastain. he is Chastain too. Yeah. No, I mean, yes. I still, Rory, stop that. I, I still like Chastain. Get your, get your that's Larson lens, get your Larson lens off. I like People Chastain. love and hate you know Chastain. I, you know, I like Chastain. Cause I was taken up for Chastain all last year. Like I was like, give the man no, a break. I was blah, just blah, saying, blah, Rory, I was just saying that people love and hate Ross Chastain. Have you seen Twitter? I mean, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I think way more oh, um, than Larson divides people. Like I, 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 I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that, Jason. Yeah. I think more people hate Chastain than they do Larson. I think that's right. Oh, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying, like, you're going to get your people out here that just, like, come up with all this shit about Larson. And it and it's just like way I look at it. Every damn one of them some bitches right now like are having a hard time driving this car. At certain points, it it can be a challenge. It seems like to me, and I really so cut Chastain some slack. Yeah, there you go. I want the car. A motherfucker had a car. On <laughs> I'm not denying that he didn't have a car, but. I'm also saying if hacked Ryan Newman that I've never gave two shits oh, about before in my go. life. There you go. If he wouldn't have been 
out there. And, you know, I think the thing that pissed me off the most was, is this smug actually thought he had a top 10 car in his little after race interview. <laughs> and I'm laughing. Is that my, what he said? I am laughing my ass I miss off. That. And then the stupid son bitch says, you know, that the seat, it, it just, it wasn't fit. Well, goddamn, you're fucking big around as a fucking 55 gallon drum, dude. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, you you had your little heyday run where, where you were in good equipment, won a lot of poles, won some races. You finished second one year in the point standings and didn't even win a damn race. Congratulations. Like, great job. And it's like my – my ribs started hurting and my leg went numb. Well, how about you get the fuck off the damn track? How does that sound before you cause a Cody Ware incident out here? Like you're in the 51, make it look good. All right. At least nah, you got to look just like that dipshit. Let's bring out caution with 18 laps to go. While Kyle Larson is freaking putting an ass stomping on these mugs. <laughs> All right, thank you. See, that's the rant that I wanted. I wanted the Ryan Newman because without Ryan Newman, yeah, maybe we might have had the late race caution, but without Ryan Newman, we would not have been talking about this subject for the last 20 minutes. I mean, this is what NASCAR wanted with the chase. This was the reason for it is to create mm -hmm. that drama to put the emphasis on winning. Like imagine like if this is Winston Cup, right? And Ross Chastain is leading the points going into Darlington and he's already locked up, you know, some points like I don't know. Maybe he doesn't push as hard for the win. Maybe he's OK because right? he needs the points. Right. You know, the points don't matter anymore. Right. He needs to win like you have to. To win when you're, uh, he, he wouldn't give it. a shit if this was the Winston Ooh, I mean, Cup. This is the mentality uh, now that the they whatever. He's him. still the points leader leaving this place after his dumbass right. move. Here's anyway, my point. So. Like, like I, I imagine there there are several combination of guys you could put on that front row with Larson. You could have put Dale Earnhardt wouldn't let out right, a throttle in the middle of the year, giving a Larson. shit about if I'm gonna finish second or first at Darlington. Larson Logano probably would have been into it as well. Larson. Oh, hell yeah. I can see probably, hell, I even think maybe Larson Byron starts next to each other on the front row. There's probably some a chance of incident, incident going on because that's just the focus they've put on. I know you're now. going for the win there. I'm just but saying, he, like, like everybody knew who had the fucking badass car on. On All right, hold on. Before and you change the subject, before you change he, the subject, and hold once on. he overcame the drop jack, got his track position back, ain't nobody beating that car right there. All right, back to the mentality thing and the playoff format and the points thing. I think it, you know, obviously, apples oranges should be tough to even relate it, but it's a question that I think NASCAR has got a pretty good answer on. I I think that that's probably true. If Chastain's the point leader and he finishes second, that's just as good as a win. I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't get as many points, but a damn good finish. Now uh, you get the five extra bonus points or playoff points, whatever they call it. If you win the race, second and first place are now divided by a substantial margin. And every win that you rack up is exponential. I mean, and, and you win the regular season points, then that's another 15 points for the playoffs. I mean, Chase Elliott, we saw a few years ago, uh, basically skated his way Lived through Dick his way into yeah, the all the way board. all the way through right last I mean, year that they mean a lot year, was right? it last year I, yeah. was it last year or the I year felt before? like it was last year yeah he went in as the regular season champ 
and kind of just dilly I mean, he ran what at Las Vegas. It was like twentieth. Yeah, it was like twenty. But that's that's the point. That's the point here. So this these 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 guys have to go for wins. There's no like second place. Yeah, okay, it's a good run. I'm not saying it's not a good run. I understand, but it's a the disappointment, especially when you got a late race caution and you're starting too wide. We got double file restarts for what I don't know the last fifteen years that we've had. There, there's something to say about it, and yes, I do agree. Jason, if you put two other guys, it could be two guys that have been running fifteenth all day. Anybody. You put I'm them in the you put them fact. in the front row, and they're they're probably going to wreck, right? I mean, they're at least going to touch. Okay, I'm not arguing that that fact of it. I'm just saying it's always just this dipshit. Every all right, damn enough time. about Ross Chastain. But like uh, the 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 thing you're saying about the points, I'm. I'm I've been a playoff guy since they went to the playoffs. Now I do kind of like I like the ten race average. I mean that was me personally because it still put on a lot of pretty good championship battles at the final race. I mean I can't really remember with I know it was probably a few years that it might have been a bigger gap and it was like almost an impossibility, but a lot of times it still put on a good show. I'm I'm more about averaging this because not everybody's good at the same track. So at least let's do like a three race end of the year deal. Something that changes up different track types minus we do not want to see super speedways. <laughs> no, not that. Dude, I, but I, like, I, but you know, like one mile and a half, one short track, one road course. Let's go. See, right I there. think I think the way they've got it now is like it's fucking I, bullshit. No, Any it's goddamn not. Time, it's you're not. talking about people that can miss schedule. half a goddamn season and win a fucking. Okay, that's a whole different conversation. I don't like that, the that. way. I do not like that. Okay, well that's I think a whole. Other rotate number. the championship race. I would say. I Agreed. Think All right, I think that's what everyone or could rotate agree it. on. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. I'm cool with rotating it and get it down to Homestead again. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Kansas? Dude, Kansas? Oh my God! Kansas. Could you imagine? Hello. Fuck, Darlington! Hello. Could you imagine a championship race at Darlington? How about Chicago Land instead of Chicago Street Course? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I'm with you. I'm with you. Although Super Speedways, I just, uh, first race really, ever with you. Right, you're not taking saying, those away from me. I'm just saying, like our our sport was different than everybody else's sports. And now you copycatted no, baseball, basketball, football, whatever, made a playoff, all this all this stuff, and it's like then you do it wrong. All right, Roy, like, I got a question. Just... I got a question. We're gambling men here, okay? We're fantasy players, we're gambling men, me and you. Gambling men. Okay. Five races to go in the season and Matt Kenseth or whoever it is, Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, senior. They've got the championship locked up. What are we going to talk about? It sucks. Okay. I'm not saying. I'm not. You know how much drama there is. I'm not saying we have to go to that, but I'm just saying, like, I would, I would really like to see. Even if you made it, let's just take the final, final eight damn drivers and go over three races right there. Whoever comes out on top is the winner, because a lot of times the guys that get knocked out of the last eight. Sometimes, I mean, look at Denny Hamlin last year. Like, he was right there. So, I, I don't mind doing something like that. 
even because I think we got eight enough good drivers that I think are deserving of winning the championship, in my opinion, and cup right now. Well, there's winners and there's losers in NASCAR. There's only one winner, the winner of the race and the winner of the championship. I guess there's two, but I guess whatever. I don't know. Where I'm getting owners. There's no. The, yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not giving out deserving trophies to eight drivers. OK, I don't care who deserves what. All right. We, we I didn't are, say that. I'm just saying man. I'm just saying I'm trying to come up with shit that makes sense. Like isn't some stupid ass Super Bowl at the end of the year that you stay at the same track. Uh, some people drive better at certain tracks. That's why IndyCar, F1, and NASCAR used to do a full season damn average. It shows who the best is. This bullshit does not show who the best is. It's just whoever the hell's the best that day out of four four drivers. We'll agree to disagree there, Rory. All right, let's move on to the truck race. You trying to tell me Kevin Harvick didn't deserve to be in the final four the year that he won, what, eight, nine races that year? Ten counting the all-star race, I think. He didn't deserve so, it. He didn't win it. Fuck. He didn't deserve it. Fucking he didn't shit. win it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, Rory. I don't know what to tell you. This is not, This is the NASCAR that we bet on. This is the NASCAR that we know and love. And uh, I would take the playoff format ten times out of ten over a average or season long or whatever you're talking about. I can tell you right now, if it weren't for gambling, I wouldn't watch this shit. Well, that's fair. Well, that's your that's your prerogative. All right, Jason, you do any truck betting? Uh, fantasy? You, you like trucks in Xfinity? Are you looking at any trucks this weekend? Uh, I do dabble a little bit in the, in the trucks and affinity. I don't really put out too many, uh, too much content for that stuff. But uh, yeah, I've been looking at the trucks. The truck series looks like it's going to be a fun race, right? We got a lot of big names in there, so I'm sure we're going to see a lot of, a lot of high price guys. Um, as far as when you see those cup cup series regulars in there, they're going to be pretty high price, which makes you know for a challenging build when it comes to truck series competitions. When you got to squeeze in a guy that's twelve, thirteen k, I imagine that's probably where we're going to see Larson at. And you got to really, you know, dig down deep to some value guys. So, yeah, knowing, you know, some of those value guys is definitely hitting on those guys can be, you know, is kind of hit or miss with, you know, the truck series and those Mm -hmm. cars and and laying on those right guys can be a challenge. So, yeah, I. As far as guys we're looking at, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll into it. As far as obviously, yeah, those. uh, I was going to ask you, do you trust right there? You know, Byron and Larson are going to be the top salary. Do you trust the KBM equipment over the Spire equipment more? I think you got. I think you do, right? I think you trust the KBM. Too. I mean, that fifty-one car has been fast. Byron's ran. I think he's ran a few well in the races that he's went there for. But I mean, Larson, you know, he's this. He's a talent as well, and that seven truck is going to be fast. So, if you're leaning one way, yeah, I think if you're leaning equipment wise, yeah, I think Byron's going to have the better truck. I would say. You know, we saw the seven, and nobody get confused that's listening here. This is a Hendrick Motorsports uh, truck with a Spire entry not, on it. <laughs> this is not Raja Caruth. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. no. This is not the joy from last week. No, this is not. This, sorry about the mic shit. Um, I, I, I've been leaning KBM, although K, but Byron last week in the Darlington truck race didn't, didn't, didn't get it, didn't scratch the itch for me. Like he was good. But he wasn't great. He wasn't like uh, Kyle Busch. He's in the he's in the truck. He's going to dominate. Like he, like he was, you know, two and a half to one or whatever he was, three to one. And I'm thinking to myself, or maybe two to one closing line. 
I'm thinking to myself, all right, if Kyle Busch was in that truck, what would his odds be? Minus 125, minus 150, whatever it would be, even money. Am I going to take that? Well, yeah, I'm going to take that. Okay, why am I not going to take Byron at two to one? He's he's three and a half to one this week on Barstool uh, and Larson at, at three to one. So I, I'm seeing some similarities here between fantasy and uh, and betting. Like my thing is I rarely ever bet the favorite, like rarely ever bet the favorite. I, I do once you get into the season and you kind of know which cars are going to be fast, you're almost ha- forcing your hand to bet them uh, or at least – choose one choose one and you can't really choose two because then you're really hurting that roi uh if you know if one of those guys does win for you um but there's you, you know you're talking about dfs okay who am i going to take there's there's a lot of cup guys in the in the truck field we got larson byron bell bubba wallace ross chastain uh i don't know if there's anybody else i'm missing i think that's it for cup guys but you know how many are we going to choose bubba wallace is at 11 to 1 christopher bell's at 6 to 1 they're both in Toyotas, Tricon entries. Um, what do you think about, you know, we just talked about Larson and Byron. What do you think about the Toyota entries? I think you can throw Zane Smith in there with the the speed that we'll expect. You know, he sucked at Darlington, but he's also sucked there in his throughout his career. Only been four races, now five, but he stunk up the show. He's a 25th place truck on speed. Anyway, uh, what do you think about the Toyotas, Bubba and and Christopher Bell? And then how how can you fit Zane in there? Or do you think that Larson and Byron are just so far ahead of everybody else? I would think they're far ahead. I I, I mean, Bell isn't he? In, what's is he in a Hattori truck? Is that is that right? I mean, is that is I was thinking uh, Tricon, but let me look. Tricon is the sixty one. Yeah. That's what he's in. Is it, I thought I looked at the entry list, and I don't. I don't know why <clears throat> the entry list said Hotori. I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe it is a Hotori. I know freaking Bubba's in. I'm mean, not saying that truck. discredits it, right? But I mean that definitely would make it like not as appealing as some of the not other a, guys, you know. I think if he's in a Tricom truck, he's totally got a chance to win. Yeah, if he's if it's a Tricom, no, it's a Hotori truck. You're right. It is a Hotori truck. Yeah. Huh. So that. That makes me a little bit weary when you're talking to stack him up with he's probably going to be priced around the same price as some of these other guys, right? And everybody, so, so yeah, I think he might be a guy I'm, I might not. The, the have thing that makes me weary about Hattori is Jesus, how bad they got the last year Austin mm-hmm. Hill was there, you know, versus Austin Hill at the past was even still winning races and competitive with them. And did he win the championship? Yeah, he won the championship with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like the year before he moved up to Childers. Toyota, I guess, must have already known that he was leaving and going to Chevrolet or something. But it was like their shit just went straight down the hill after that. And yeah, I, I so don't like I think, that at all. I think is, is this is this an entry that's like you know they're just using the sixty one Hattori just Gibbs. Uh, uh, if Gibbs is back in this truck, this Gibbs truck is gonna be competitive. I was gonna say, Jason, what do you think? You think if this is Joe Gibbs backed, or do you think this is uh, Hattori straight up? Yeah, I, I don't know to be honest. Like I, I, don't, I don't know either. I don't know either. Hold up, who else has been in that damn sixty-one this year? I, I don't know if anybody. It has, has. been ran. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it has been ran. This ain't the first time. I'm pretty sure. It was like um. I'm trying to Google. We'll see. I'm pretty sure it has been. Let's see. Here's an article. 
Toby Christie. Shout out Toby Christie. Does some cool shit. All right, January 16th. All right, Roy, hold on. I'm giving you the answer. Hold on. I'm giving you the answer. Uh, January 16th, this article was released. The 61 Toyota Tundra is a part-time venture for the upcoming season, but at the time, the entry's first scheduled race is unknown. Oh, that doesn't help. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Tyler Ankerman returned to the 16, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, that doesn't help at all. Derek Krause has drove this truck this year. Derek Krause did not drive this truck. Hasn't he? No. Uh, For you, I don't think anybody's drove the... Yeah, like Logano ran the 66, but that's Thor Sport. I don't, Maybe I don't that's what 61. I'm thinking about is that yeah, crazy that is 60 what, number. That's Same, what you're thinking yeah. about. But so here's the thing. I think this is a one-off entry. So I'm leaning okay. I'm leaning towards – maybe not one-off, but part-time. I'm leaning towards since Christopher Bell's in the truck, this is going to be a Joe Gibbs slash Tricon entry. I doubt that Christopher Bell is going to get in the truck, and I doubt that Joe Gibbs would allow Christopher Bell to get in the truck. That's strictly built by Hattori Racing. Now, <clears throat> I think the trucks that Ross Chastain gets in, I don't know how much help they're getting from Trackhouse. I think that's strictly Al Nice, but I think it's a little different with Hattori Racing and uh, and Christopher Bell. So I'm gonna at this moment in time, I'm gonna lean towards Christopher Bell is gonna be good. I think it Christopher be- Bell is gonna be good. I believe I- now that we've broken broken down all of that. So, well, the question, the question is now, uh, the question, what, I mean, you were, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope. Not letting you do it. I'm proud of you. I'm not letting I'm you do it this time. You. Nope. Shh, thank you. The question I asked Jason while you were taking your third beer piss break was. That really do was you think, my first one. That was okay. nice. All right. Just, I'm going to mute you. Here we go. You're getting put on probation. All right. So the question was to jason rory and yes rory i am talking to you even though you're muted so get ready to answer this question was how do you how do you take in the the bell wallace zane smith ty majeski maybe even Corey heim has had some rocket ships this year do you take those guys into consideration with the top tier or do you think that larson and byron are just going to be so much further ahead than the rest of the field go ahead jason I no, Rory, that was you. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, no, I love Corey Hyam this week. I love Ty Majeski this week. I think they're going to be the top two regulars out of the truck series this week. If that – Not really my question. I'm not That's looking okay. at a – I'm not looking at salaries right now. No, so no, no. I, I, no, we're just gambling, fantasy, whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to – I'm probably – I'm really honestly going to lean William Byron here in this instance in the 51 and then drop down to that tier right there. I'm going to grab one of those two, and then we'll figure out a lineup after that. I like that. I, mean, okay. I, I feel like Matt Crafton could be valuable here. What's Matt Crafton's price? Uh, that, I'm looking I mean, at odds. I don't see his name. Oh, 60 to 1. No, I mean – I want to know is DF. We're talking about DFS, dude. We're talking about it all. I mean, oh, okay. Well, I mean, Matt Crafton top Crafton five, is 8100. 8100. Matt Crafton top five is definitely worth a a play at sixty to one. I can only imagine. No, no, no. That's to win. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh, his oh, top oh, five oh, pricing oh, ought to be pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. damn juicy. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. talking about a veteran right here that is one on Martinsville. One on, I'm pretty damn sure he's won at Bristol. I don't know if he's won at Richmond. 
maybe somewhere along the lines because they quit running Richmond, you know, for that period of time. So, but I mean, Matt Crafton's an old savvy veteran that's going to take care of his stuff here. And this is what, 200, 200 lap race or 250? Well, it's the Tyson 250, so that might be miles. I don't know how many laps it is. 250 laps. Yeah, got to be laps. Imagine if if we didn't have stage cautions and this thing stayed green. Yeah, that's going to – I mean, that amount of laps for a truck series race, that means that those dominator points are going to be, you know, crucial. Yeah, so you got to have – Laying on that top guy is going to be important. And I'm looking at the the line that – I'm looking at salaries right now. Larson's 12K. Byron's 11.5, Bell's 10.7, Zane Smith 10.3, Majeski's 10,000. So, like, odds are it's going to be one of those guys, right? That's Or, or can two of those guys pay off? You know, I'm not sure. I, mm. I kind of like this this range right below them, kind of when you start talking about, like, Rory mentioned Heim at 9,600, Chastain's 9,800. Yeah. Infinger, even, 9,400. He's oh, kind of a guy that starts out to me, right? I mean, he's been good at short, flat tracks. I the finger. Won at IRP last year, right? He's been super fast this year, just won a couple weeks. Out of, I feel like, like the finger, we should be on the finger this I think, weekend. I think Infinger is a good call at 9,400. And Wallace, 9, Two Eckes nine thousand. So I think it's going to be paired. You know, one of those guys above ten k. One of those guys in that nine k range is where you're going to start most. Where you should probably start your builds at this week. Okay, yeah. So let's let's jump into shit boxes. So Jason, I'm I'm getting the gist that that you are the and you 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 called yourself not an expert, but for all intensive purposes, I consider you an expert at this. Um, so for shit boxes, Rory and I, I, I no, absolutely. Totally. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Uh, so what Rory, so shit boxes, uh, I explained it a little bit, but we pick one bet from each series and it's our best bet before practice and qualifying before we see anything on track. We usually record Wednesday night or Thursday night. So it's our best bet for you. You can throw a best bet out there if you'd like, if you've got something, if not, I think, or you can do both. Maybe give us like two drivers from the truck series and two drivers from the cup series where you're like, oh, at this point, you're like, okay, we, th- these guys are most likely going to be in my lineup. I, I understand DFS is a little bit different where you don't have to, you know, get on things prior to practice and qualifying to get the best number. Um, but kind of just two guys that you think that are absolutely going to be in your lineup. So, uh, I'll start. I'll let Roy scroll the board to figure out his play because that's how he rolls. And um, I'm going to go trucks. And I'm going Zane Smith, top three, plus 250. He It's on Barstool. He had a shitty race last week that I just talked about a few minutes ago. Uh, but it's probably been the only shitty race that he's ran in the last two years in this truck. I think he bounces back. I, I think Zane Smith. The reason I asked that question earlier about – do we do we include Zane Smith in the the Larson and the Byron talk? Because I truly think that Zane Smith is that good. I think that sh- this truck is that good, and I think Zane Smith is that good of a wheelman. To I mean, he's going to be in Cup in the next few years. I don't think that's even a question. You know, I, he might even skip Xfinity. I don't know, but uh, I think Zane Smith absolutely needs to be talked about with these all these Cup regulars in the field this week. And the best line that I find found right now to get that done is Zane Smith top three at plus two fifty. Uh, Rory, I have you down next on my little notes here to, to scribe your, your picks. But if you're not right. ready, we'll go to Jason. I actually got like three truck plays. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
shit box. It's singular. Just one. All right, we'll just go straight shit box. Matt Crafton plus six fifty, top five on Caesars. I like that. Yeah, I already talked that? about him, so I don't have to explain it. Oh, yeah, he's a veteran, and uh, he he's won at Martinsville, and uh, he knows how to take care of his stuff. Four time champ. I four time champ. He also won a championship without winning a race. Have to throw that in there. Yeah, uh, I don't. He's like Ryan Newman with that. With the championship, yeah, I don't think, lot, I don't think Rod, I don't think Matt Crafton's equipment has been that good this year, yeah, nor has it been last year. I, I think that they've uh, whatever product they've they're putting out there has been tough last couple. They've of years. kind of threw it all towards Ben Rhodes here. Let's Even see. he's had some shitty outings. I mean, he he got lapped twice at Gateway last year. Right, I mean, hold up one second. Let me see here. <laughs> If I can't find a better way to play Matt Crafton, I Caesars has got it going on over here. They got all kinds of shit up. Top three, uh, 14 to one. Okay. All right. Here I am right here. Matt Crafton plus 400 in group C over Taylor Gray, Parker Kligerman, Matt DiBenedetto, Tanner Gray, and Jake Garcia. You like that better? I Yeah, I mean, when you're getting plus 400 against all of those, I can see a lot of those either mechanically breaking, racking on their own. Like, the only one that Taylor Gray kind of scares me. I think that. both the Gray brothers scare me about that. Taylor, especially on this short track right here. Uh, He's the we're favorite. We're not going to go. Group. All right, I'll tell you what. Hold we'll on. Stop. Hold the fuck on. Okay, so this is the way you're going to get three plays in. Hold on, this is the way you're going to get three plays in. You're going to give out one play, and then you go, hold on, hold on, let me find another one. All right, then you're going to give out a second. I didn't know I was on the same play. I was just trying to find another way to play Crafton. Crafton? All right, so Crafton. Shitbox bet of the week for Rory is Matt Crafton. Matt Crafton, plus 650, top five. I was just just going to leave it at Matt Crafton. Let's just go big, because if he beats all those trucks, he's going to be running good, so – Let's just roll with it. Fair point. All right. Um, I like Finger top five too. Yeah, Finger, another veteran with the with the tires. I uh, can't plus one ninety. Can't look away from him. That's double. All right, Jason. Oh, um, what you got for what you got for trucks? You got a couple guys for us. Yeah, I'll give you a, a, a true a true shit box, right? So yeah. The method here, because uh, you know we've already spoke about you know truck series where there's a lot of laps, right? We're, we're probably going to have to pay up for those dominator points. So when you pay up, you're going to have to save some salary somewhere along the lines. And the guy who who jumps off the board at me as just super cheap, a guy who you'll probably be able to do a lot with. He's only priced at forty nine hundred dollars this week. Is Caden Honeycutt? This guy has been. Great in just about everything he steps into, showing his talent, you know, overperforming his equipment. And he's in, you know, like I said, the number 20, you know, Young Motorsports, not a great truck, but it's a short flat track. I don't think, you know, the speed is going to be that important as long as the truck holds up. I imagine this guy is going to is going to perform to well, well enough to pay off a cheap price tag, like $4,900. Uh, yeah, I think Caden Honeycutt's going to be definitely a guy I'm going to be looking at rostering this week. I like Caden Honeycutt. Because uh, what race was it? I think it was – I was at the race. It must have been Atlanta when he was up leading those laps and then had he got loose and then 
everything went to shit. But he is absolutely a guy that outruns his equipment. Uh, we haven't seen him in anything remotely good, uh, but we absolutely have seen him on TV. We've heard him on the radio. We've seen him in headlines. He's absolutely a wheelman, a uh, hell of an eye racer. Right. He's on, um, he's on uh, you know, the late model scene, rocking and rolling. So uh, I like Caden Honeycutt, and I'm pretty sure – he either got a top 15 or a top 10. I think it was a top 15 last week at Darlington in the same truck that he's coming mm-hmm. to North Wilkesboro with. Something I do like. End finger minus 125 over Eckes. So Rory doesn't look at truck odds before the podcast, and then he just wants to get on the podcast and then give out four different plays. I mean, I already ran my End model. finger minus what? <laughs> I already ran my model. <laughs> Roy doesn't have one. What, Early what is in it? the week, in finger. I what? said I already ran my model in my head. Like <laughs> I've been thinking about this shit. No, I know, I, I know you have. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just got to feel the flow. You know what? What are the you odds? Gotta, you either got to listen or do you hear Jimmy? You listen to Jimmy or you hear Jimmy? I don't know what that's from. Oh gosh, <laughs> Jason does, don't you? I don't. White white <laughs> white man can't jump. Never seen I, it. I never watched never it. Never seen it. Oh, all right. What okay. is this bet that the fourth one that I'm going to write down for you? End finger minus one twenty five over Eckes. You want to fade Eckes? Yeah. Got like the second or third best truck this year. Trust me. Okay. Trust me. What's your reasoning behind this bet? Trust. The me. reason why he's favored in this. Fair. That. That's fair. Now short track. Short track. High tire wear, give me end finger all day long. Okay, that's fair. Where did he finish last week? I bet he. I bet yeah, he. Pulled I don't know, but Eckes won the fucking race. I don't give a shit. He high tire that. wear. Yeah, yeah but high, it was high tire wear the week before, and he, and end finger won that. So ha. Huh. Eckes kind of wrecked on a restart. So whatever. <laughs> finger was coming, baby. I, I don't want to talk about finger. Yeah. Gotta watch the finger. I'm with my man, Mr. Moonshot Quinella on this one. That's fair. I just I'm not gonna talk you off of it, but um if I'm making this bet, I'm taking Ekus minus one oh five. Do you wanna you wanna do a little fr- all right, Ekes, you know what? Ekus will be wrecked out of you gotta eat the drink the, around the hundred lap mark. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm taking Ekus in this matchup. I'm gonna deposit money in Caesars, I'm gonna take it. Because I'm only up here in Chicago for two more days. Because okay. I'm flying to Wilkesboro. So anyway. Um all right. You got my truck place. You got Jason's uh shit box, which I actually it is a shit box, but also forty nine hundred. I think what we were talking about earlier with playing some guys at twelve thousand, twelve five, or you know, eleven five. Um definitely putting a honey cut in there at forty nine hundred. I'll give you some some room to play around with some more guys at the top, or even, you know, maybe not at the top top, but maybe in that that Heim, Chastain, Sanchez type uh tier, you know. 10,000 or less than 10,000. So I like that. All right, let's move the cup. Uh, it's about that time. So, um, Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot here first, buddy. Uh, who are we looking at with cup? You got one, you, you can give out two guys, uh, whatever you want to do here. Where are we looking? 
Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna give out a a bet here. I guess I'm not. All I don't right. bet, right? So I'm not. Like I said, I don't know if this is good value, right? You guys are are like looking at you know value and all that stuff. But just a guy who who shocked me that's coming in as like the fifth favorite on the board from what I looked at is William Byron. Like I feel like he should be way higher favorite than you know whatever plus ten plus one thousand where he's at now. Um, the guy has been you know dominant all year three wins he's he just finds ways to win these races uh, he's towards the front i mean you saw like he didn't have a great car last week but he just ran fourth place the entire race you know uh F- phoenix he had 14 percent ran 14 percent of all his laps were the fast laps um richmond as well another short flat track you know 12.75 percent of all his laps he ran was fast laps. i mean dominated you know both these races um ran towards the front like there's no way this guy's not going to show up with speed and be a contender and i can imagine like if he's you know fast in practice and wins one of his heat races that, that number is going to drop significantly absolutely you hit the nail on the head that that came that sounded like an experienced nascar better let me tell you there so <laughs> this is the same thing that i thought about william byron last week he was the same number he was 10 to one or plus a thousand uh by the way if anybody tells you there's a there's a right and a wrong way to say that tell them to fuck themselves okay? <laughs> it's whatever you want to say i mean it, it you look at it on your phone you read plus one thousand if you i mean it's ten to one it's whatever it's ten times your money whatever you want to say anyway same thing i was thinking about last week okay number one speed ranking at darlington number one total speed ranking this year in 2023 uh, I'm using a lot of Richmond number one speed ranking at Richmond before he got, he got turned late, let a bunch of laps. You, you rattled off the percentage. It's amazing that Byron is, it's amazing that Harvick is the co-favorite seven and one and not Byron. That just blows my mind. I think they should be flopped. I think Harvick should be 10 to one. I think Byron should be the co-favorite. I mean, like you said, three wins and I'm just going to repeat what I just said for the fuck of it. Number one, total speed ranking this season of any cup driver. At every single track, his worst speed ranking was 14th at Martinsville, and I don't, you, I don't look at Martinsville for anything. That is such a bullshit race and a conveyor belt type racing. I that is irrelevant to me. So next worst, 12th place at Auto Club. I, I said this and I tweeted this video out last week. William Byron has yet to have a bad race. He's yet to have a shit box of a race. Like he he like we saw Kyle Busch come out and rock and roll the first few weeks of the season, and then just dropped anchor right. Uh, we just haven't seen that at William Byron. We've seen Chase Elliott have bad races. When I say bad, I mean 15th to 20th place. That's what I mean by bad for these Hendrick cars and these guys that we expect to be up at the front. I just, I, I, I love that play. I love William Byron. Again, I know it's tough to go back to back, but William Byron at 10 to 1, if you're going to bet him, bet him now because exactly what Jason said, that number is not going to be there. Yes, okay, maybe if his pit crew screws up the thing and he starts dead last in his heat and he only goes to, you know, he finishes eighth and now he's okay. Now, now we're talking about maybe he probably stays at 10 to 1 or he goes 12 to 1, but I still think you got to give the benefit of the doubt to the guy that's had the number one speed. That is, numbers do not lie. William Byron has had the fastest car in 2023. So, I like William Byron. Good call out there, Jason. All right, I'm going Ty Gibbs. Now, okay, shit. I wanted to preface this, but yeah, I'm taking Ty Gibbs, and uh, I'm taking him top three in the All-Star Open. And 
when I first wrote this down, the first play that I was going to give out was Ty Gibbs to advance. Well, on Barstool, Ty Gibbs to advance, which to advance in the open to the all-star race is you have to finish in the top two for betting purposes. You have to finish in the top two. The fan vote does not count because it could be rigged, whatever. So the fan vote, if you bet on the fan vote and they get in, it doesn't count. You lose your wager. So I wanted to bet Ty Gibbs to advance to the all-star race at plus 160. And I was okay. Okay. He's got a, he's a top two finish. That's what he's got to do. And then I go over to Caesars and they have all-star open top three odds and Ty Gibbs is plus 140. I'm like, so I'm going to give up 20 cents for an extra spot. Absolutely. Have you seen the field, the entry list for the all-star open? Okay. It's Barry. It's, uh, Priest. Priest. It's Almarola. It's, and then after that, it's like Dinger, Haley, Burton, McDowell, Gilland, Gregson. I mean, it's 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 a race between like four guys, in my opinion. Maybe Almondinger. I've heard some some rumblings over the years about like he runs well at Martinsville because it's the same type of way you have to approach the turn at a road course is that you have to do these. You just got to kind of I let think the car he roll. sucks at Martinsville. Look at okay. his damn stats. Yeah, uh, I'm not looking at Martinsville stats this year because okay. it was just a bullshit race. But anyway, my point is, Whatever. look at look at who Ty Gibbs, Joe Gibbs racing entry is, is racing against, and all he's got to do is beat one of them. He's got to beat one of them. Barry Priest, Amar- Amarillo by morning. I just think <laughs> at plus money, I, I, if I was making this line, I would make Ty Gibbs top three to also open to be like minus 125, minus 150, something like that. I think this is a bogus line. Uh, I, and I, I think if you're going to take Ty Gibbs to advance, you absolutely sacrifice the 20 cents, the plus 160 to plus 140, and you gain the extra spot in the top three. Absolutely do it. So. That's my two cents on Ty Gibbs. And um, oh, one more thing about Ty Gibbs: total speed ranking this year, fifteenth in the Cup Series. Uh, next best in the Open are th- the three guys that I just talked about: Barry twenty first, Almirola twenty second, Priest twenty third. I mean, ninth at Richmond too. Ty Gibbs can also walk on water. Well, not. Anyway, um, yeah, I like it. If don't don't take him to advance. Is my if if you like Ty Gibbs and you want to bet him in the open, don't take him to win and don't take him uh, to advance. Just take him take him top three. You gain an extra spot for only twenty cents less. So I like that. Thanks. That's very smart. Over sounds good. Thank you, Rory. All right, what hey, you got, Bubba? I think Gibbs is gonna be. Actually, pretty decent. He was pretty decent at LA till his car caught on fire. <laughs> he was. He had. He had. He seemed like he had a similar setup to Truex that day. Yeah. So I I could see that. I mean, the the tire wear thing, extreme tire wear, kind of maybe concerns me a little bit with him. But I think it's a good price on the on the open. Correct. Oh, yeah, no, no. Open. Yeah, yeah, open. yeah. I mean, open. as far as the open, I think – I mean, really, like, I can see – how many people advance out of the open? Two. Two. Top, the top two finishers, first and second. Top two. So, they run it all the way through, top two advance, and then Correct. fan vote, right? Correct. Okay. Do they drop down in fan vote if it's two of the top two? I would admit, yeah, they'll go to the yeah, next best, second down. place in okay. fan vote. Yeah. All right. So, 
Yeah, I like that. I didn't know what he was going to do. I, I have an open play. No, no, no. It was I, I that. That is play. like my shitbox a... for Cup. That is my play. Oh. Like I didn't love oh, anything okay. at this point before the All Star race itself. Well, fuck I'd... it. I'll give an open play out, Barry. <laughs> don't feel obligated to take an open play oh, just because I took an open play. I don't feel feel bad about it. I like Barry to win the open. All right. I, I mean, I, he probably I really should. Do. He's got a lot of laps here. I think I think he's going to be pretty good here. So I I feel like plus four hundred is good. How do they qualify for the damn open? That's is a great just, question. I got all the notes <laughs> about everything else. I do not have that. I'm just curious. Like, what are we talking about? Star. Oh, it's got to be no, no, no. It's got to be the uh, the pit crew challenge. It's got it's got to be the same. It's got to be. Oh, oh no, everybody. that only starts the heat races. Doesn't got to be. It's NASCAR. I have I mean, no idea. Yeah. I, whatever. I like Josh Berry to win this because I don't see it staying green the whole entire time. And if it does stay green the whole entire time, Josh Berry is, even if he's starting in the back, is probably going to be pretty damn good over the long haul here. I mean, are we – we're we're pretty much we're not shifting right. I didn't ever see Chris Busher shift in the turns on that video. On uh, yeah, I think he was. I think he was in fourth gear. I don't. I don't think they're shifting. Yeah, I think they keep enough momentum and whatever going on versus like Martinsville, where it's such a tight turn, and they use the shifting to help get through the corner. I All mean, right, here you go. What, Hold on, before I forget, what, before I forget. Pit crew challenge results determine starting lineups for all-star heat races and all-star open. There you go. You are a smart man. No, it's called Google. (laughs) You just said it. You said I got to believe it's on the pit crew challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Thank you, Rory. I'm giving you a pat on the back, and then you're going to fucking argue with me (laughs) over that. Rory, Rory uh, might be Rory might be a dumbass, but he remembers everything that's being said. <laughs> you remember just about everything, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so you're so, going Barry to win the open four to one. Yeah, Barry to win the open, and then I'm going with a little C Bell top three action. Right now it's plus two fifty on Caesars, but I, I think if we shop around we might be able to get get maybe a little bit better price. See what Barstool's got him at. Let's see what Bet three sixty five or yeah, Barstool. Usually. Yeah, we spend half we spend a half of our time on this podcast, uh, Jason, looking for odds. Just you know, we like to go from book to book to book to book. <laughs> that's, that's value to the listener, right? I mean, you're yeah, doing the you for them. Plus two ninety yeah. on Barstool for C Bell. Top a three. Lot of, a lot of times during this week, it's kind of difficult. Because you got so many books dropping shit. And then I just pulled one of them up because I know who I'm adding. I bet the shit while I'm putting it out on here. So Yeah, that's my favorite part about Rory is we'll be recording this podcast and he'll literally make, like he'll only have four bets on an entire weekend. And he'll put like three of them while we're recording the podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just, it's I love it. I love it. What did you say we get Seabell at over 290, there? 290, Barstool. <laughs> I told you we might yeah. get up, to, up around that 300 range. There mm. we go. Beautiful. Bet Rivers, I have that price too. I'm not high on Barstool. They piss me off sometimes. <laughs> I am. Uh, I got a Rivers Casino about 15 minutes from me, so if you want me to lay some coin down, you just let me know, kid. I like Seabell. 
All right. Well, I think it's about that time of the night. Um, Jason, I really appreciate you. I know Roy does too. I, 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 I love that we were able to bring some fantasy to the listeners and, uh, and bring some, some, something different than the, just the typical gambling talk that we talk about. Um, this is so fun. I made some notes. It was fun. I made some notes about who I'm going to take, uh, and, and I'm going to be eyeing your Twitter this week. And, um, Everyone else that's listening should as well at DFS NASCAR. So, uh, anything else to add on anything we've talked about? I know, I know, we got a little heated there for a second. We had some laughs. We had some good times. So, oh, we had a fucking on, blast. Jason is welcome back on at any Absolutely. time. Absolutely, I like totally arguing. Agree. I like arguing. I <laughs> yeah. should have been a lawyer. <laughs> that's passion, is all that is, right? Bingo. Yeah, I like arguing. It was good arguing, though. It wasn't wasn't anything anything bad. I enjoyed it. No, but I mean, as far as uh, from me, you know, I know it's an all-star weekend, which a lot of content providers, a lot of people out there are taking the weekend off. Not me. I'm going to be having my full content schedule that you everybody's used to. Um, so check out my articles every morning. Uh, Sunday morning, I release that stuff uh, on runpuresports.com. Free article there. Uh, my cheat sheet I put out there is free. I put out core plays for free. I put out a slate breakdown for free. You know, everything I ever, all my, if you haven't noticed, everything I put out is, is always for free for you guys. So um, I do a show on Thursday nights with Ryan Larkin at Daily Fan uh, Racing uh, YouTube page. I want to shout that out. You guys can check that out. We break down uh, the slate. Uh, we like to hear Larkin's approach as well uh, from a DFS standpoint on what our thoughts are going into the week. Um, that's it. Uh, thanks for letting me on guys. I've, I've had a ton of fun. Uh, like I said, not too many people invite me on podcasts. It seems like, so I've, I, it was so, it's so depressing. Like when I first started this, I'd put out like tweets, like, Hey, I'm scheduling my podcast visits for the year. Like, you know, Daytona's <laughs> right around the corner, like trying to see like garner people to ask me to go on their podcast and nobody ever did. So it was Oh, cool. you're coming back on I'm, dude. I'm Absolutely. not going to lie. I use, I use your information towards my bet. Yeah, I mean, you're I one of the say. people that I go to, even if it's DFS, what, you know, whatever. I want to see which way you're leaning because mm-hmm. I trust your, I trust your stats and, and knowledge and everything. So yeah, the, you have to have a feel of, of what everybody else that you trust is on. And then you mm-hmm. kind of just combine it all together and use it. And so likewise, two- I see your guys' betting cards, and, and, I, and I, I like seeing when your guys are on similar guys as me. It makes me feel good. Like, if I'm on a guy, I'm like, well, he thinks he can win, too. So that, that makes me feel a little better. So Especially at the top of the board, I, I think there's two things that I want to get off my chest before we wrap up here. If you are strictly a, a sports gambler and you don't give two shits about fantasy, there is still stuff you can learn, especially at the top of the board. There's stuff you can use from Jason's stuff, cheat sheets. I don't read the articles because I'm lazy and I don't read. Um, but the core and the I cheat sheet are the, are the two things that I look at. Uh, and I look at a lot of, a lot of people's stuff, right? I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and just lie, but um, those are the two things from Jason that I look at is the cheat sheets and the core picks because yeah. like we're talking about all night tonight in this podcast, it's like, okay, at the top of the board, you can't take all of them. You got to pick and choose who you take. And it's the same thing in gambling. So, okay, let's Jason's on Larson this week. Jason's on Byron this week. Okay. I, I, I like that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of lining up with what I'm thinking. I'm looking at the odds here, whatever, whatever. So uh, even if you don't play fantasy, there is absolutely things you can take from all these guys that put out great content. Hashtag free in all caps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, and then also, I appreciate you coming on here and educating us a little bit and giving us some more insight and a deeper dive into the fantasy because I'm sh- I know there's a ton of people out there that listen to this that that do play fantasy. So once again, really Mark had a good run in fantasy the other week. You last nailed week, that one. last week. He crushed it. Then you hit a you had a big score last week, right? Yeah. Entered one. I don't know. It's called GPP or GGP or whatever you want. To, tournament, whatever. I entered one of those twenty-one dollar entry, and I won two K. And about the whole race, actually not the whole race. When Truex was leading and Burton was in the top ten, I was in first place. And then the cautions fucked it up. And then the last caution, when Chastain and Larson went to the back, I went right back to the front. Ooh, yeah, Byron. Larson had all the or not Larson. Truex had all those uh, laps led, dominated points as you guys call them. And so he still finished with like 49 points or whatever, even reckoned. So, um, yeah, it was fun. That was the first, first quote, big one that I've hit. Um, that was fun. Yeah. I'm going to do it again this week. <laughs> Left the money one. in there. I'm going to do it again. You got, you got that one 255 entry. You did. Um, Didn't you? I've been close. I've been, I've been leading these tournaments. I'm sure Jason is all about this shit, but. I've been leading these tournaments with literally three laps to go, and I'm winning twenty thousand. And then that's NASCAR DFS. Yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what makes NASCAR DFS so much different than other DFS sports. Is you can literally lose it all, like yeah. it just in a blink of an eye. No other sport is like that. You know, if you get a guy that gets home run in baseball, you you get to keep those points; they don't go anywhere. In NASCAR, you can. It all vanishes, and it's there's, but it's also you know you get to see you know if you're the kind of person that watches your your scores, you know you get to see those fluctuations. You get to see, oh my god, I'm winning twenty thousand dollars right now. When you're not right, you're not winning shit right now. But <laughs> it's what makes the sweat of NASCAR DFS so much. Fun. That's why you don't look at that. Yeah, well, I look at them. I look that's, at them. That's the fun though. Like I looking know, at dude. it, and seeing it, and seeing that. I got moment. other shit going on. I'm watching laps. If I didn't look at, race. if I didn't look at my DFS scores halfway through the race all i would see is my losing all the time so i'm looking no i'm time. looking at a i'm looking at a live odds board constantly and yeah. lap times i hardly watch the race i have to go back and re-watch it that's why i listen to mrn on my headphones and i'm looking up every you know sparingly this and that i miss a lot of shit that happens on the tv but i'm focused in on lap times i know 100%. the fuck i know who's coming to the front you guys listening on scanners at all for the race? Yeah, 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 oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, I, I mean, we need to get a team of like thirty six people together and everybody listen to a channel throughout practice. Like, if we could do that, if we could achieve chat. a group chat of everybody listening. You, you listen to this driver, you listen to this driver, and everybody report back what they hear. I think that we may we may be able to find an edge. At you might be 20. onto something, Jason. <laughs> at least 20. you might be onto something. <laughs> Sammy by God said that the other like this Did past he? weekend in the in the group chat on NASCAR. Yeah, he he mentioned that, and I mean the thing of it is, is I know who I'm targeting, so I know how, who I need yeah. To but dude, to. you can't. I mean, you got 20 guys listening to everyone's scanner. You're gonna get all the information you could. Oh yeah, want. I mean, I'm not saying it would be a bad thing, but 20. I think 20 would fit it in good. We don't need to listen to the no. <laughs> we no, don't need to listen to, to Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I what love even, that, Jason. Throw made, it in there. What, what even made that better was it was like Kelly Crandall interviewing him walking away. <laughs> and then and then I forgot who the hell else it was. And I'm just like, 
Are we really asking Ryan? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, we all know you ran out of fucking talent. Carry your ass back on and please do not get back in fucking race. Car. <laughs> all right. En- uh, yeah, enough about last week. I'm about ready to wrap this shindig up. I, I got to. We so all three of us got day jobs, right? We all got day jobs. Yes. Yeah. I will say my fa- my favorite Quinella going into the weekend for a man, Mark in Mississippi. Let's hear this it. is my pick out all of right. this little list is Harvick KFB. What are the odds? You don't have 35, that, 35 to one. Ooh. I like that. Mr. Quinella him actually I'm gonna start calling you Mr. Quinella Jr. Because you're like I- I'm too stupid to even fucking tail him on him. I was just <laughs> saying I might actually tell this one. I kind of like it. All right, boys. I appreciate you guys. Shout out Mark in Mississippi. Jason at DFS NASCAR for the fifth time. Y'all go uh, Y'all go give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, read his articles. Run Pure Sports. We're going to uh, have you back on again. Yeah, yeah. Jay, love, I, back having, on. That was good I loved having you on. That, that was fun. Anytime, anytime. Maybe, maybe after the six hundred, after Larson puts that ass stomping on fucking Chastain <laughs> is going to lead four hundred. Melon boy ain't even going. <laughs> Melon boy ain't even going to be near him. He will lead four hundred laps. He is. It's already booked. Yeah. Ass uh, cars come back. Larson's right. winning the six hundred. How about okay? this? How about this? Next time that Larson and Chastain have a little feud going on, Jason's the next guest that we book. All right, absolutely. Let's do it. Which might be next week. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, boys. Sayonara. Have fun this weekend at North Wilkes, bro. Let's do it. Good luck, guys. Beard on, baby. Beard on.